Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Coding. What up? And BJ Thomas. How's it going? What's going on? So, unlike the rest of the sports world, I have to say, I love the city of Houston. I don't know why people are leaving the city of Houston. Uh, but with James <laughs> Harden leaving, Deshaun Watson wanting the hell out, and JJ Watt wanting out, I don't know what the hell they did, but I, I love Houston. So, I love it. I am loving these stripper memes that are coming up on Facebook. <laughs> like they're like somebody needs to get a hold of these girls because they're about to go into depression. Like, oh, it's just excellent. What are they gonna do? I know because James Harden stayed. I was yeah, exactly. Strip club. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like guy, guys go to the strip club, but he was there. Like he was yeah. a fixture. Like, I mean, he's probably he's probably given away houses since he's been in Houston. Just exactly. Exactly. Hey, can you do that thing you do again? All right, you got a house. Yeah. Hey, he is supporting the <laughs> local education. So hmm. there's some there's some kid in private school that would, that normally would not be there. <laughs> so I mean, in all seriousness, what do you guys think of the trade? I mean, to to me, I think Brooklyn just fleeced them, but. I mean, he wanted he wanted out, so they just kind of gave him whatever whatever they wanted. Yeah. Especially I with Levert, no one knows the deal. Only if Levert stays healthy. Yeah, I'm just thinking, just in the the uh, the draft picks they got from from uh, is, Brooklyn. Exactly. I think I think Houston received the best deal that they were going to get because I because yeah, if they would have did any other deals. I think that teams would have tried to lowball the hell out of them. So they I think wanted they got to the go, best deal. They wanted to gut the Heat. Oh yeah, they yeah, were gonna they Duncan Robinson and um, Tyler, well, uh, Hero. Tyler Hero and and picks and other people, and I was like, oh, yeah. you know, Pat Riley's not falling for that okie doke. Yeah, he's not falling no. for that. No, <laughs> not at all. He he's the one who does that okie doke. I know. <laughs> yeah, he's I know, a, right. Yeah. Oh, Love who Pat was Riley. it? Uh, who did he trade Shaq for? Like he got Shaq from was it Phoenix, and he sent them like I don't know who he even sent over, but it was like a swindle. Um, who was it? He he received Shaq. I think they sent over like Quentin Richardson and mm. uh and and like maybe a little like a a second or first round, and and everyone was kind of like, you know, questioning the the move, but it worked out because they won a uh, NBA championship their first. So yeah, I, I I still don't think they should have won that championship. I think the refs gave it to to Wade, but you know that's conversation for a different day. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Could the be, dude, could dude lived at the free throw line that entire series. Yeah, he was James Harden before James Harden. Like yeah. back in the day, Wade could get to uh, get to the uh, to the line whenever he wanted. He just had that knack for it. Now James Harden just took it and like, okay, I know what the old way did, so I'm just gonna come in and just do my own thing. And now like, it's it's masterful how Harden and even Wade, but most mostly Harden. How he's able to just like calculate, okay, I'm gonna time it just right and he's gonna foul me. And it's like like clockwork. He's always getting fouled, bro. Yeah, but the the thing with that is it works in the regular season. And the playoffs, yeah. when when the refs are really kind of letting them play, it doesn't work. And the right. difference between Harden and Wade is Wade had actual game. Wade Wade could could score in many different ways. Harden, if he if he's not going from the free throw line. 
it, it gets in his head and he gets out of it. I mean, look at the game the other day, his first game with Brooklyn. Now, granted, it's his first game against Brooklyn with Brooklyn, but he's playing the Magic who have fallen apart and he had nine turnovers. Ah, the Magic got broken. Let's not say. Yeah. Magic got, got broken. broken. We got yeah. broken. They're broken. I, I, Mark Alfalt's hurt. I don't care. You know, Greg Anthony's son, uh, Cole Anthony's good player. He'll, he'll be good in a few years, but that Mark Alfalt's thing hurts. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, know, I know I was joking earlier in the week, but is Mark Alfalt's the MVP? I mean, it, it, I mean, they were, they went <laughs> from playoff team to middle school team real quick. Yeah, right. Real quick. Real quick. Absolutely. I don't think they've won a game since he's been out. Yeah. I know. I really think he is. He's big lots Rondo. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he's still going to get, yeah. he can get you 20. It's not going to be a pretty 20. But you're going to get the 15 assists, a few steals, like maybe a block. Like he just – he's in there. He played ball. He plays ball. I love it. I love the kid. Yeah. Tough to see Absolutely. him. Especially yeah. after what he went through when he was broken in Philly. You know, yes, he yeah. had the Thor whatever it was with his shoulder, head, whatever. He was mentally broken. He needed a fresh about start. Markel a lot. We need to get him on the show. That's what we need to do. We need to Dorian, get on got, that. He has plenty. <laughs> yeah. He has plenty of time. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately again, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just it's tough to watch that whole situation unfold. Yeah. We talked about it either last week or the week before, but it's just, um, I don't know, he just works so hard and then finds another roadblock, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know, I, I think, I mean, fortunately, this is an injury that he, he'll come back from because it's, I hate to say it's a routine injury, but it happens with frequency and, and guys come back from it. So he, I, I think he'll be better for it. Uh, uh, realistically, the team needs some major changes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a three and D league and they can't shoot the three. Yeah. But you can't yeah. force them to sell a team. Yeah. That's the change. It's yeah. not, it's not the GM. It's not the coaches. It's not the players. The, the magic are perfectly fine putting a fielding a team that will bring in just enough people in the stands to pay off the new stadium. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they, they're one of those franchises. They have no problem hovering right around the middle. And it, it keeps us hopeful. Oh, maybe they'll get the eight seed. Maybe they'll get the seven seed. We keep watching. When we get a chance, we drop our 30 bucks to buy a ticket and go. Like, it, it, they just keep us in this suspended place where nothing's really happening. But our brains are, like, all firing off a synapse and saying, oh, they got a chance. They, got a, they don't have a chance. One injury and they're toast. They're garbage. Mm-hmm. They're looking at first, second, third round, first, second, third pick at this rate. But, but okay, so I, I get that the DeVos family, you know, we have issues with the DeVos family just in general, you know, but they, they will spend money. But the draft picks that the GMs have, have picked have not panned out. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and those, those that have been good, you know, I can think of Vic. Vic, was, Vic is good, not, doesn't, doesn't play here anymore. Um, they they drafted Peyton, who is a bust. Gordon is serviceable, but he's not a lottery pick. Discount discount Blake Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Big glass Blake Griffin. So that's what we're dealing with there. I think the Shaq situation really hurt the perception of the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they would even I mean, if I was if I was ownership and the Orlando Magic was going to run a poll of whether or not they think Shaq's worth this $107 million contract, I would have I would have begged him not to run that. I would have begged him. You know these hicks around here are just going to be like, ah, $107 <laughs> million, hell no. <laughs> like, uh, good, yeah. So, like, <laughs> they did that. Shaq, being 20, early 20s, was obviously hurt by that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, check this out. 
and then went yeah. and won title after title with the Lakers and moved on to one title of the Heat. And it's, geez. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, and, and, and they gave up Peak Shaq. And Peak Shaq, I would say, probably rivals Peak Jordan. Like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't know yeah. who I would want on my team. Either one, you're, you're going to dominate the game. Um, the only reason Shaq didn't average 2020 is because he chose not to. Right. He wouldn't get he the chose not to. ball. And when no, he came- oh no, he he went a different route. He took Phil Jackson's plan of putting on weight and sitting out stretches and and uh, not having to run the floor as much. And uh, that guy, that two hundred ninety eight pound Shaq that was in Orlando, he was way ahead of his time. Oh yeah, yeah, he was yeah. way ahead of us. He was he was Kevin Garnett um, with that could back up Kevin Garnett's attitude. Like he he didn't have the jumper, but he could run the floor at that size. Yeah. He and could. that was the impre- that was the impressive part. I'm not talking about the offensive game, but running the floor at that size, holy crap! It was exactly. it was fun to absolutely fun to watch as a kid. Yeah, and, and then you, then they paired him with Kobe, who you know would would take care of all the ball handling skills, all the the floor general stuff, and it's like, okay, check, go. You know, I've got mine. You do you. And that's when they just dominated for those you know probably five years. And I I still say that the reason why they lost to Detroit was the curse of Carmelo. Malone. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, um, Carmelo was getting owned by Rasheed Wallace, man. Like, yeah. what? Carmelo was about six nine, and Rasheed Wallace was like six eleven, something like seven that. foot. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a different monster though. Yeah, that Who pick and roll, him? that the, the pick and roll game with Billups and with Rasheed really hurt the Lakers. They didn't know what to do because it's like you can't, you couldn't move under Sheed because Billups would have hit the jumper. Then all of a sudden, if, let's say if you get around and you go after Billups, then you have Rasheed who can hit that 17-footer with his eyes closed. So it's kind of like picky poison. And then on top of that, I don't care what anyone says. A lot of people got upset when I said this. Kobe Bryant struggled guarding Rip Hamilton. Coming off those screens, Kobe Bryant was like, fuck, man, like somebody like help me out with the screen. Nobody getting pissed. You've played basketball long enough, and I've played enough at the Y to understand that nobody wants to chase the shooter. Nobody yeah. wants to chase Ray Allen. Nobody wants to chase Rip. They're going to wind up bouncing off of centers. They're going to wind up having to take shortcuts to the defense and wind up not being shortcuts. Like, yeah. it's just – it's a terrible job. I hate doing that. I love mm-hmm. doing it to other people. And for some right. reason, when I'm on offense, I got all kinds of oxygen. I can <laughs> run back and forth across that baseline. And kill then when I got on defense, I'm like, woo, woo, shit, woo. Dude, Reggie <laughs> Miller had a Hall of Fame career doing just that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. run that baseline, bounce them off the mm-hmm. center, and then race into the three-point line. Not yeah. a lot of people stay with them. Okay. So since we're talking about since we're talking about coming off screens, so okay, you have Reggie Miller, you have Rip Hamilton, you have Ray Allen, and you have uh I would say Clay Thompson. Out of those four, who would you take? Well, if we we have to divide those into three pointers or mid ranges, I think, or you eliminate Rip Hamilton completely. Okay. True. So mid range, mid range is Rip Hamilton all day. Or Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan didn't use screens. He just back you down, jump over you, right. and fade away. Like that's how he did it. So I would say Rip Hamilton, but um, three point shooter. Yeah, R- Reggie Miller would run to the three point line, full sprint, turn around on a dime, and elevate like he's in a phone booth, straight up, straight down, every time. I love Reggie. If I need a one play, one one play, three point shot coming off a screen, I'm picking Reggie nine times out of nine times out of because. He knows he's going to make it. 
Oh yeah. That's mm-hmm. another thing about Reggie. Whether or not it's going in, he knows he's going to make it. So yeah. that's that's another aspect of a game winner that I love. That, that and, it's going in. And, and and let me let me kind of counter that because okay, so you you put Ray Allen in there and great shooter. If the shot against the Spurs doesn't go in, is he even in this conversation? Ray Allen made himself a great shooter. Reggie Miller made himself a great shooter when he was like 12. Ray Allen did it when he was like 25. Well, you know what I mean? Ray Allen had the all around like Kobe Jordan game, mid range jumpers, attack the basket, layup. Um, your base, your typical late 90s, early 2000s shooting guard. Reggie Miller was a damn shooter. He wasn't dunking. He might get a finger roll, but that's because he jumped on the pump fake. Like, yeah, he wanted to be at that three point line and he'd do what it took to get there. But as far as catch and shoot, okay, let's say catch and shoot three point shooters, you would take Reggie Miller over Clay Thompson. Oh, that's that's real close. That's real yeah. close. I'm trying not to let my my generation affect <laughs> okay. my decision making. You know what I mean? Clay is very good at the catch and shoot. Off a of screen, Reggie catch and shoot Clay. Okay, let, let me let me kind of take that you know a different way. Wins the game. Are we talking? Are we talking game seven? Or are we talking game one? Because if it's game seven, I like Reggie's just intangibles. Just I'm going to go for the kill shot. If we're talking game, game seven, closeout games and game sevens are already owned by somebody, and that's Big Shot Bob. So other than Big Shot Bob, you mean other than Big Shot Bob, we're talking yeah. about second well, place here. Yeah, in in, in the yeah. terms of this conversation between Thompson and Miller, if it's game seven, I'm taking I'm taking Reggie. Well, I'm just saying we can't talk about game sevens or closeout games because those are owned by Big Shot Bob. Fair enough. We can't even – we can't – the yeah. guy did nothing all year, and he's like, hmm, three-pointer splat game, championship. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just teasing you, Adam, but um, – No, no, you're, you're fine. But you have a point, though. You have a valid point. A big, big Shot, I just don't get it. Like, do, like do what watching, average eight points a, a game and then – Eight points the big, a game. Yeah. Eight minutes a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was watching a, an interview with Kobe the other day, and he was like, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't ever want to play until the game's on the line. And then he goes in there, hits a three-pointer, and then he doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> I was like, that's great. Big shot. We, talk about, we talk about the greats turning on and off, and there's Big Shot Bob sitting over there with the biggest light switch in the world. He's like, oh, ready? Click. Here we go. Exactly. And no fear either, man. He just lets no, it no. rip. No. Yeah. That's the sign of a great shooter. Ignorance. That's true. And I'm not sure there's anybody in today's game that I would match the – the quality of shots now you know just kind of ignorance of shots like half the league but just who <laughs> who would i depend on for game seven taking taking the final shot to get that shot to go, to go get it and hit it yeah it's like oh okay yeah so you're talking about no help we're talking about iso at the top go get your shot win this game for me three-pointer or mid-range down by one need down a bucket one. need a bucket down by one mm. oh i'm going lebron well yeah, can can we eliminate the top guys? Those are the that's the low hanging okay. fruit. KD, okay. James Harden, Durant. Let's get, I want, I'd say Donovan Miller or Donovan Mitchell. Excuse me, from Utah. Yep, I like him. I, I like his. He reminds me of Dwayne Wade. Might not be as good a shooter, but everything else, he's very close in my opinion. Yeah. Now is is Damian Lillard? Is he considered low hanging fruit? I don't think not, so. Am I, he's on the second tier, in my opinion. It, it, here, here's, the way, here's the way we classify it. If he hasn't won, if he's won a championship, he's low hanging fruit. If he hasn't, he. There we go. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I like that. All right. I'll take Dane. Uh, yeah, I can see that. 
He can get I you a little thinking. floater, anything you needed. And, and Dame's exactly. done it. Da- Dame, yeah. I've yeah, seen absolutely. it's called series on, on his shots and made it. Yeah. And then stared at the camera. That's one of the best pictures in NBA history. <laughs> that everybody else around him going crazy. And he's like, told you so, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of my favorite pictures in NBA history, honestly. Absolutely. He has he has a he has a flair for the moment too. That's another reason I like him. Is he, Absolutely, he, he understands where he is at that exact moment every yeah. time. Like I, he's awesome. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you, the personality of the NBA stars is great. I, when yeah. we were younger, they were all like um, just walking cliches. You know, yeah. you, you had your Larry Birds and every, but like Mike wasn't going to give you much. Mike had a lot on the line. He was building yeah. an empire. Mike wasn't going to answer too many risky questions. Um, That's true. Patrick, like none of the big guys really did it. And now you got yeah. guys like Kyrie's out here buying houses for people that were murdered by the police and uh, yeah. don't donating COVID supplies and stuff. So I don't know. It seems like we're getting more gregarious people in the NBA, like outgoing, going to be themselves. Do you think social media has got something to do with that? Absolutely. They're already, yeah. you've already, you already have a relationship with them before they're famous. Yeah. You know, when um, they're just college stars and stuff. Yeah. But also too, like, in our era, like the 80s and 90s, I mean, you know, Charles Barkley was pretty vocal. You had Rodman. I mean, you're speaking, you're speaking of like 1% of the NBA. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like now you got guys that'll sit down and do interviews about social issues and you got guys that'll crack up a little bit. And uh, so I don't know. I feel like somewhere in the NBA, somebody said, we need to see more personality. It's getting pretty boring. And, and, and Dorian, you got to understand, okay, so you got LeBron, you've got Ray Allen, you've got pretty much the entire league. Hell, they literally did the entire you know, social injustice league last year during the bubble. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, the most radical statement from an NBA star was Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and, yeah. and, and I don't even remember that situation. I just remember I saw the 30 for 30. I'm like, okay, yeah, makes you know, he was right. But yeah. the fact that that blew up the way it did compared to now, it's a completely different era. He's yeah, trying to pay, right. he's trying to repay that too. I think he feels guilty about that comment. Well, he's, I, you know, he's, sure. he's done some things here in the past few months with a, putting a lot of money towards um, some programs. I can't call them out at this moment, but I know there's two things he's done at least. One to help black businesses and one to help relations between the black community and police, I believe. Yeah. Does that sound right, Dorian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was reading something in, um, I think it was Forbes, they were talking about Jordan, it was like a year ago, maybe a couple months ago. Um, but also too, um, a situation happened back in like the early 90s with, with Craig Hodges. Craig Hodges, when he played for the Bulls, he made a comment about uh, George Bush and how... Um, oh, he took a letter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he took that yeah. letter. And, and he felt salted because he felt as if Jordan could have came to his defense. But back then, I mean, like you said, Adam, like Jordan, his mindset was a lot different. I think if that would happen now, like the LeBrons and the KDs and the Kyries, they they would have came to um, Craig Hodges' defense over that letter. But back then, like the, the NBA was in its beginning stages, like we were talking about as far as you know, personality, there weren't a lot of people with personality and, and, and a lot of the athletes, they didn't want to get into politics. You, you, uh, besides Craig Hodges and Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, like, I don't know any other, uh, athletes. You're, talk- NBA you're talking about, 
a guy that was a bench warmer and then a guy that was a star and kind of got pushed up, pushed to the side because mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf Rauf could fill it up with anybody in the league at the time. Yeah, and, and, and I, I question, did did they not want to do it because, you know, they that just wasn't their thing? Or did they not want to do it because they wanted to continue to play? Because, the, you know, David Stern yeah. and Adam Serval, it's it's night and day. Yeah, well, that's true. I remember Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf stopped standing for the national anthem. Yeah, and, and my God, yeah. you thought the world was going to come to an end. Yeah, I know. And I remember being young and being like, man, I wonder why he's doing that. I wasn't mad at him for it, but I yeah. was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and then I, he went from not standing to where David Stern was like, "No, you have to stand." To where he like said, okay, "I'll stand," and then he turned his back on the flag and he prayed like this with his hands to his face, and they were like, "Oh no!" First oh. he was sitting out, now you're praying with your back against the American flag, and it's some type of Islamic prayer. That's what they were thinking. So all of that backlash came to him. Um, there's actually a documentary. No, no, not documentary. Um, he did a um, an interview. I think up in uh, up in smoke with um, uh, Captain Jack. Yeah, I call him Captain Jack. Uh, Steve Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Steve Jackson and Matt Barnes. And and he talked about that whole ordeal. And he was like, he knew that he was going to face backlash, and he had an idea that he was probably not going to play another. Uh, game in the NBA, but he saved something in his heart that he had to do. So I definitely commend him for it. It, I, it was outrageous back then for him to yeah. even think. Yeah, like it was just unthought of pretty much. I don't know if any, I can remember any protest other than that when I was younger. Yeah. See, any I, sports and, protests. And, and that's the thing. It's like, like when we were growing up, it, it didn't really happen. And I don't know if that's just because it just wasn't a thing or because the leagues just didn't let it become a thing. I mean, people were this damn angry growing up. Yeah. You know, I mean, there everybody had a little, little in relation to how money has changed and everything, inflation and whatever. But there, everybody had a little more money. It was things were a little easier, and then everything just seemed to get really complicated, <laughs> <laughs> really quick, really quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I think starting the late '90s, things just really started to change with just within society, and there was different reasons for that. What creeped into your house in the late '90s, Adam? The fucking internet. That's what did it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what did it. We got we got a um I was leaving for graduation and I put my mom's compact together just before I got to graduation. Yeah, so we, we got we got AOL on, on the C D in ninety six, I believe. Yeah, we had on other computers, but the compact was the first like grown up computer we had, you know, where they were putting out the slick looking towers and the mm, big monitors. Yep. And so yeah. that was the first grown up computer we had. We had little IBMs and stuff. But uh, don't miss that dial up noise. That was horrible. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Dude, I oh, remember going to college and going, wait, I don't have to dial up? What? What? What is this? I'm so confused. Of course, I went from. Oh. Leesburg internet to Orlando T1 lines at UCF. So you talk about oh. night and day com- comparison. Oh my God. I used to go up there and hang out with some friends from school at Gainesville and they'd be downloading songs like crazy on Napster and LimeWire. And I'd go home and take four fucking days to download two songs. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Dang, Fuck those up. were the days, man. I used to love downloading music from Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah, first I started with, with Napster and then they were like, there was a crackdown on Napster and then they were like, oh my God, there's uh, Morpheus. So I started downloading everything on Morpheus because Morpheus, you could download not only music, but you could download video. Yeah. Mm, I, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember back when I was in college, back when I actually had hair, I did have a couple of strands. Um, 
you know, it, it was a thing. You'd have Napster, you'd have LimeWire, you'd have a couple of different different services, and you would just download, you would queue them all up and have them downloaded when you went to class. Well, there was one morning where my computer was acting up, so I was like, you know what, I'll just turn it off, deal with it later. Well, that day, they sent an email out that if you are caught with Napster downloading on our T1 system, we will disable your IP address. And wow. I was like, whoa. So I just did. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> you got the bullet, man. You, you are go kidding. Go back in time and give you a VPN. <laughs> you would. So yeah. it's, speaking of. No, speak, the, the most, you can thank the most overrated band of all time for that horse shit. Metallica Firebird. Oh, my God. <laughs> Golly. Oh, my God. More people want to hear my music. How can I fuck them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I mean, I know everybody got has to get paid, but man, they make that much money from the radio. Well, they, and that, and what's they really make most funny, of their money touring. I think yeah. they paid the they paid the studio back with the CD, right? Yeah, well, pretty much like here's for production really, or whatever. Here's what's really funny about the music industry is that decision basically killed the entire music industry, and they have just mm-hmm. now started to recover. They have just now started to get to the point where they were close to where they were. I saw a thing that you know artists get paid pretty much nothing for their songs mm. because yeah. no one buys CDs anymore. You know the the singles and the tapes, the, everything's gone. So they get paid per time that's done on a streaming service, and it's mm. like a tenth of a cent every time it's played. Now, I mean, it can be played thousands of times a day, but it's nothing. That's why these right. these people are out there doing tours as much as they can, trying to hawk whatever they can. You know the the Evanescence juice, the you know the the Hailstorm, you know macaroni and cheese, whatever they can, just to make money. You know that exactly. it, it, Dre Dre was ahead of the game. He he saw it coming. That's why he got into headphones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but what's happening now is that you know a lot of these these artists they can't perform now because of COVID. So oh. that show money that they were making, they're not making it anymore. So it's like, so now what do you do? Oh, maybe I could do an OnlyFans. Or I can host, you know, a couple <laughs> of strippers or headphones. Well, see, that's the thing. I, I know I know a lot of the bands that I follow. You know, hey, you know, Dorian. Whatever you do with OnlyFans, that that's that's on you. Whether you you want to stream, you you do you. But I, I know a, a lot of a lot of bands. What they're doing now is Instagram um, concerts. They're actually mm. they're 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 kind of doing their their playing and just streaming it to their to their fans. And because it's directly to them, they're cutting out the production companies. Mm. <laughs> ah, the, the record company's gonna fix that. They'll figure that. Shit oh, they out. they'll figure it out real quick. They'll, they'll so. find a way to get their chunk. Be like, hey, yeah. we own so many points of that song. We're gonna need some of that uh, Instagram money, there, buddy. Yeah. Well, exactly. then, you know, hey, why do, why do you think Taylor Swift wants to get her, her songs back? I don't blame her. That's a messed up situation. Yeah, I don't well, believe in, I don't. I don't like the owning other people's catalogs when they're still alive. Here, here. All the Beatles, you know, all the Beatles, Michael Jackson, they're all dead. Buy their catalogs. Don't care. If they're still alive and they're still producing music, you're just being a douche. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, that's kind of standard. Being being a douche yeah. just in the record industry as a whole is standard. But the contract that she signed is is, is pretty much boilerplate. So, yeah. but you that's know, you people want... deal with. You ever hear of Jay Prince, Adam? No. Dorian knows who Jay Prince is, don't you? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um. That's why he's one of the most respected people in the record industry. He'll give you a record deal, and you're gonna get exactly what that paper says. And he's going to get exactly what that paper says. And as long as that happens, you'll never hear anything from him. Yeah. I, I heard he, he's, he just does the deal. If the, he sets the deal up, either you want it or you don't. If you take it, as long as the deal is followed, you'll never hear from him. If you fuck that yeah. deal up, some people that you don't even know will show up to talk to you. 
I heard a yeah. story that the most notorious negotiator in the record industry was Master P. Doesn't surprise me. I've heard a lot of things about mm-hmm. his business acumen and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, say what you want about his music. The way he did his record company and his record label, he made a fortune just by that, and so it was Absolutely. phenomenal. Um, and speaking of making a making a fortune just by sitting around, we have to talk about Mahomes because I don't know if the dude's going to play this oh. week or not. What one second, just to get back to that, you said that uh, Dr. Dre saw that and probably jumped into headphones maybe master p did that master p was starting to do snack foods he was starting to do other things way back in the late late 90s early 2000s yeah so i wonder if i think i think master p gets brushed aside because his music's funny <laughs> like um who's it is it silk the shocker cannot rap yeah he he cannot rap. rap and he yeah and that's the only reason he's on any record because that dude he's garbage he's absolutely garbage Master P, Master P just like like uh, edited his three best orgasms and made songs out of it. Like, <laughs> like and, uh, oh. and so we got Silk. Oh. We talked about Master P. It, uh, man, C Murder was probably the best rapper out of all of them, and he wound up catching a pretty bad case and being in jail. Is he still in jail? Uh, yeah, yeah, He's still so. in jail. Um, I think I think they were uh, at one point they were considering asking Trump for a pardon, but. Hey, he's got another what, thirteen or so hours? Hours. <laughs> I doubt Trump is going to pardon C. Murder, but that would be uh, historic if that would happen. He's got to pardon Little Wayne, so I mean, go figure. Send a couple porn stars with Big Macs up there, see where it gets you. <laughs> I'm going to pardon C. Murder. C. Murder, you're right because of me. Just thank me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that was a, a fairly accurate uh, conversation. That's pretty sad. I, I just, I'm, have you noticed the past couple of weeks, it's been really nice to just not hear his voice? Not whether you support him or not, whatever he's saying, I'm not, just to not hear his voice. Like, just to not hear what he's saying. It's just been nice. It's been quite peaceful. Yeah. You know, well, I would say peaceful, but it's been a lot calmer. The world. I like. I like the presidents that don't want to fucking talk to us. Like, aren't you busy? Leave us alone. Yeah. Make like, just, politics boring again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for that. That's. Uh, uh, I was talking. Politics boring again. I was talking to my mom after the election, and she texted me. She goes, "Biden's about to speak," and I was like, "I don't give a shit. Trump's out of office." Yeah. <laughs> I I accomplished with four years. Yeah, I'm good. I don't care. I didn't care about politics before him. I'm gonna care about him after. Yeah. I just saw what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we do need to talk about sports. We're not doing yeah. this very well. Uh, We're you know thirty-seven what? minutes in. This is oh. this is our shtick. We just kind of get off, you know, off track, and we'll eventually kind of get back to back to what we need to talk about. But you know, talk we about we only got two two and, NFL games. That's it. That's it. But oh, you know, we, hey, if you want to talk about boring politics, we can talk about boring football. And if you want to talk about boring football, that Baltimore game last week was boring football. Uh. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Man. What are we gonna talk? What are we gonna do about Lamar? <clears throat> he's he's not he is not um, rebuking the the haters. He is not doing anything. No, and- he is feeding the machine. Oh, I do yeah. not I do not want to call him the best running back to ever play quarterback. I don't want to say that, <laughs> but it's it's getting bad, man. Like, yeah. dude, it it pains me to ask the question because I really wanted him to be good, but it pains me to ask: Is he a one hit wonder? You mean is he a Robert Griffin the third? Yes. <laughs> I well, 
in my opinion, I think he's better than RG3. It's just, I don't, first off, it's like to play quarterback in the NFL, you have to work on your checkdowns. Yeah. You can't stare at your tight end for the whole snap and don't think it's not going to get picked off. Like, That's cool. I'm mad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody, nobody can watch your eyes. It's cool. Exactly. And, and, and I just think that I don't know if, um, if there's a disconnect with his quarterback coach or what, but it's like they have to drill in his mind like you have to work on your checkdowns because we're not going to talk about a couple of plays where Hollywood Brown was open. And instead of looking at his second checkdown for Hollywood Brown, he was just focusing on uh, Andrews. We're not going to talk about that. And on top of that, too, it's like teams, it's, it's, it's kind of like um, like how in the NBA in the playoffs, how teams are prepared for, for Giannis. Like, okay, you know what? You're not going to come here and you're not going to do a Euro step and dunk everything. We're going to build a wall. That, but that's what teams are doing with Lamar Jackson. In the playoffs, like, okay, we're going to stick eight men in the box. You're going to have to outthrow us or, or you're going to have to pass your way. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. And and I guess my question is, weakness. That's is, all it, do. is it Lamar's yeah. fault or is it his coach's fault? Because I'd almost guarantee you from the time that he stepped on a football field in high school, the, the coach went, run. you're fast. You can run. throw the ball relatively well. You're going to run. And they I've never people- worked on the fundamentals of actually how to play the, the possession of, of quarterback. Exactly. In youth football, that happens all the time. They don't put yeah. the guy with the best arm back there. They put the biggest, fastest guy back there and just run some option shit. Right. And, and by, on, by both, uh, on both sides, because Lamar being the professional that he is, he has to know, okay. Yeah, he, he's a professional, but I guess that that's kind of the thing, though. So if you're in a profession that requires you to have skill, that have developed skill, is it on the managers in that profession to teach you how to, how to have those skills or should you already have them by the time you get there? Oh, the co- we all know the college games, they're just going for the results. Oh yeah. If, if they can, if they can get there on a one or two read thing and get a national championship off it, they'll teach that kid to read one or two, one, uh, the one read, second read run. That's just what they'll do. So I don't think, whereas like a dentist is getting prepared for his profession. I don't think the college game is doing what it should to prepare the guys for their future no i mean and and art briles is known for that Art, art Briles yeah, ran, a, ran just, a system at baylor that it was it was it was basically five, five or six plays that they would run different route combinations and one to read if it's not their run well see that's that's what baylor did for years and it's very frustrating because they would take in talent some of the best yeah. in the area some of the best in the nation they take in athletes and put out athletes, whereas other programs take in athletes and put out football players. Yeah. So you got guys like Josh Gordon that came out with no life skills, absolutely no life skills, all this talent in the world. And like, he was not ready for the next stage of his life. RG three is, he was basically a running back playing quarterback. Yeah. And RG three wide receiver playing quarterback. Yeah. yeah. RG three, I think would have been serviceable had Heloni not not destroyed his knee. But it goes back yeah. to had he been an actual quarterback and not yeah. relied solely on the run, he would have been better. I think he could read, he could read the, the defense, but he chose not to. He yeah, but imagine not knowing something like that, Adam, and then being thrown into the top two percent of your profession. Oh, exactly, and that, and that's my point. you know it's the pressure that comes. I just can't imagine the pressure that somebody would feel like okay, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure how to read this defense. And then all of a sudden the ball snapped. 
and it's yeah. like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, and, and that's the you thing, know. though. I mean, they're not taught how to read a defense. So when when things break down and shit goes wrong, goes sideways, they go they fall back onto what they know, which is I need to run and get out of here. And it mm-hmm. does not work in the NFL. It might work in college where you can outrun 90% of the players on the field. The problem is, is in the NFL, they're all NFL players. And that sounds stupid, but they can catch you. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily. And um, unfortunately, probably the person behind the starters can catch you and the person behind Kim can catch you. Oh, so yeah. like, you're not so special. And I hate to say that, but like, um, I think it's a really rude awakening when you come in unprepared, and full of yourself yeah. and you get slapped right slapped right in the mouth i still remember then you know when when michael vick was a thing and everybody was like oh my god it's the michael vick experience look at him destroy teams and he went against Simeon rice and it was like not today yeah. no yeah Absolutely. that's a different animal right there uh, Simeon rice i believe was the turning point of these defensive ends oh yeah, yeah. you know where it was like oh oh i don't need a 290 pound guy i need a 270 pound guy with really long arms yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and quick off the edge too like you got Simeon rice and even remember dwight freeney like man do i do i remember <laughs> dwight freeney do i remember dwight freeney Jeez, his spin move he spun himself right into the hall of fame dude at five what ten five ten yeah uh, uh, no, no no i think he was i think like six well they listed him at like i think it was six one I think they listed him sh- at six one I think you're gonna shock yourself if you look that up. I think he's five ten. Uh, well, let's yeah. look it up right now. Yeah. Why not? We have all this. We have all this uh, information in front of us. We might as well use it. We might as well use it. And I mean that—that's why Chase Young is is going to be a rich man for a very very long time. Yep, they he, have him at six one two sixty eight. Man, I, you know how they are. You know yeah. how they are. They, he's listed at six one. He listed. Yes, I, I said listed six one. <laughs> was was I, that with I, or without the afro? <laughs> I I watched him. I watched him since Syracuse, and I'm pretty sure that guy's not six foot tall. I'm sure. Sorry, I, they do Kyle Murray. Like Kyle Murray's like he looks like he doesn't seven. belong out there. He looks Ky- like he doesn't belong out there, and then Kyle, all of a sudden he's on top of your quarterback. Yeah, and yeah. Kyler Murray looks like a like a shortstop because yeah. he is a shortstop. He's shortstop. <laughs> Kyler Murray would not be playing football if he was born 15 years earlier. No, absolutely no. not. No, he'd be dead. <laughs> no, he he not, he'd be playing baseball. I'm not Steve Atwater. Like any oh, of yeah. those guys, um, John Lynch, John Lynch, Roy Williams. Like that's what you want to do to Kyler Murray? Yeah. Roy Williams will either slam you right in your face or break your ankle with the collar with the horse collar tackle. Like he'll do either one. Like yeah. the the game was so different, and we always talk about how different the NBA game was. Oh, the game? No, fuck that. The NFL game was different. You could die out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So Aikman had nine concussions before he even got to the playoffs. It was something ridiculous. Well, that and- one in fifteen years destroyed him. And that was the thing, though. I mean, b- back in the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s, if you got a concussion, they were like, okay, well, you got your bow and get back out there. Nowadays, you got like Mahomes, who has a concussion, and rightfully, they don't know if he'll play this week. That scares me. Yeah. I was hoping they'd repeat, to be honest with you. Kansas City deserves it as a franchise, and uh, they've been a good franchise well, for a long time. They just haven't been able to put it together, and now I, they have. So. I'm going to say it right now, is that if they don't win it this year, they're not going to win it for another three or four years. Th- this is, this is their year. That. Because they're gonna start paying people. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, Mahomes already has his money. You know, Bell's gonna want money. You know, Hill's gonna want money. 
you, and you know that that defense is going to want money. Chris Jones is wants to get paid, and in a hard contract up. I want to say next year. Don't hold me to that, mm. but they, they mm. can only pay so many people. It's a hard salary cap league, right? Yeah, they they have uh they have uh, Cheetah for what three years? Did they? Didn't he? He signed a contract like maybe a year and a half ago or something. I I got a theory on that guy, but let's hear. Um, he's well. He's an Andy Reid product, and I don't think he'd be Tyree Kill many other places. Yeah, I think a combination. I mean, I'm not a fan of small football players. The the ones that are great are anomalies. Wes Welker, uh, Darren Sproles, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so when I see Tyree Kill, I, I think he's a product of play design, and he's a great athlete. I'm not. I just. I don't know. I don't know if he's. I don't know on another team if he's a top 10 receiver or top five receiver. Depending on the coach, because exactly. I guarantee you, if you were to put Tariq uh, Hill in the hands of a Sean Payton okay. or Bill Belichick, it, it all depends on the coach. Well, they and, know and, how to utilize them. Uh, that, that's the problem with, with these players, though. Okay, so if you if you put Tyreek Hill on, on the Saints – he, he would be what Reggie Bush was supposed to be before Sheldon Brown knocked the talent out of him. But if you put the him on the radar. Talent, the whole talent. He might have knocked religion Boom. out of Reggie Bush. Holy shit. Mm. I'll never forget that. Oh, man, that was epic. Oh, it was evil. They they, probably been a flag on the head, too, now. Oh, yeah. Somebody would have been ejected. Something would be reviewed and we'd be all sitting on our couches cussing. <laughs> Are you fucking it, kidding me? But I watched it, Steve Young die on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, B- Bush was never the same. And I know we joke yeah. about it, but yeah, he was never the same after that hit. He wasn't. I, I, I know I talk about the Cowboys a lot, but you have to forgive me. That's, I watched them a lot. Um, do you remember Todd Pinkston? Yes. Yes. Receiver, Roy, right? Yes. Roy Williams couldn't ever get a hold of him. And Todd Pinkston was a frail-looking uh, football player. Uh, couldn't ever get a hold of him, but he'd always run up to him, like chop his feet and make noises at him just to terrify him. You know what I mean? Finally, uh, it's a couple of years of playing against each other. Roy Williams finally got a hold of him, just knocked his fucking shoes off. And then um, a couple plays later, Todd Pinkston comes over the middle and caught the T-Rex arms. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even stretch him out. It was just so great. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man. I love the T-Rex arms. You don't <laughs> see him too much. If you could bring, if we could bring up that highlight and show you right now, it's crazy. He didn't, he wouldn't even bring his hands up past his shoulders. So, but, yeah, but to your point, if Hill goes to a team like the Raiders, for example, you know, hey, then you know they offer the big contract. He he will his career will die if he goes to. You don't think John Gruden can use Tyreek Hill? No, he talks like he can. <laughs> he talks like he, he talks won a like Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm. Well, he did with Tony Dungy's team. Exactly. I, I, I don't think he, he – yes, the record books will go down that John Gruden won the Super Bowl. That's, that's Tony Dun, that's That was Dungy's team. He was just a placeholder. That's, that's all he was. In fact, he was just a spy. If you want to get down to it, he was just a spy for Oakland. That was one of the worst uh, – I was really sad when Dungy left. Yeah. yeah. Tampa. I was really sad because, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, have been my whole life, but I was – Really inst- interested in the Bucks. They were absolutely fun to watch. That defense was great. That yeah, the great defense was phenomenal. And under Dungy, the offense was serviceable. When so, when yeah. Gruden got there, I mean, you could pretty much call every single play after year two when Gruden was running the offense. It was let's yeah. bunch everybody up and then just kind of figure it out. It was like no, 
you know, and that's why modern offenses now, they spread everyone out on the field. You open lanes out for your quarterbacks and for your receivers. They, I mean, is Brad Johnson the worst Super Bowl winning quarterback? Or is mm. that Trent Dilfer? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, that's a solid question. Well, um, I mean, Eli won two. Hey, what it, man, Eli's <laughs> magic. I don't, I don't care what you say. I've, I've, I've seen him for what, what was he 12 years, mm-hmm. twice a year? Kid's magic. You can say what you want about him. You get him in the playoffs, you better duck. Well, that, that's the thing. That's the thing with Eli, though. So they would either lose their first round game, or they would win the Super Bowl. There was no in between. Hmm. Go, go back and look. They either would either lose in the first round, or they would, would you win take the that. Play. Would you take that? Wouldn't you? As a Lions as, fan, as I a take Lions a playoff fan, win. Fuck yeah! And as a Jaguar, and as <laughs> you Jaguars, no, no Doran, Doran, you'd take that for sure. You'd be like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Every four years in the Super Bowl, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. And honestly, right now, I'd take it too. So uh, I think I don't think we can bring up Eli. I'm sorry, he's magic. Fair enough. That that Manningham throw, he dropped that. Oh, that, oh, that was a that was a dime. Um, that was beautiful. Yeah. That that uh, David Tyree throw. We're gonna do this one more time. <laughs> uh, the David Tyree throw. He got a lot of help on that one. Yeah. Well, okay. What 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 that throw ignores is not the throw or the catch, but the escape beforehand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was done. Yeah. I, any other time, Eli's getting drugged to the ground. So he oh, yeah. just he just maximum yeah. effort. It was a great play. Absolutely. Andy but, Andy stopped Tom Brady from winning eight Super Bowls. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh man. So, but yeah, worst worst quarterback worst quarterback in the modern era because I I can't talk. About I can't go back too yeah. far. Yeah. So, but yeah, I would say probably the worst quarterback, Hostetler. Oh, Hostetler was okay Ooh. with the Giants. He was okay. Hostetler had a longer career than Dilfer. Yeah. Played for the Raiders too, I remember. Yeah, played for the Raiders. I can't remember who else. Uh, he played for the. I thought it was. I think it was Raiders, Giants, and I think Packers. He was back up for the Packers. All right, I'm gonna use this term because Adam loves it. Uh, a lot of those quarterbacks back in the in the 80s and 90s were just game managers. Oh, of course they were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why they won. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. No, but but th- they weren't going to do anything special. To, like Je- Jeff Hollister is not going to go out there and win the Super Bowl for you. No. <clears throat> he will. Well, he will guide your. He will guide your team to be in a position to do it together. Yeah. But he's not going to Aaron Rodgers them down the field. And realistically, it wasn't until Elway figured that out that he won the Super Bowl. When he tried to play hero ball back there, they didn't win, and they got blown out a couple times in the Super Bowl. When he had a running game and could game manage, if you will. You know the the team. That's when they were successful. Yeah, two thousand yards helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, imagine playing football with damn migraine problem like Percy Harvin and Terrell Davis. <sighs> like, like everything's going good. You're out there smashing heads into people, scoring touchdowns, and all of a sudden your brain's like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. You're done. You you and light are done for the day. No more light." So, all right, so. Are we in agreement to where if Pat Mahomes doesn't play on Sunday, that it should be a win for the Bills? Any way possible. No, yes, no, the Bills are winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, if 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 Mahomes doesn't play, and again, it's, if he's not cleared to play, he should not be out there. Let's just put that right there. If Mahomes is not clear to play, I don't see Henny outscoring Josh Allen. I'm and trying I, not to be the – I'm trying not to be the douchebag on the panel that says, yeah, the Chiefs can do it with Chad Henney. I want to be that douchebag, though. 
<laughs> like I'm getting to the point where I'm not betting against Andy Reid like I won't bet against Belichick. True, but I like he, I don't there's play he's got plays ready that we haven't seen yet. Yes. But I don't see that defense holding Allen down to the point where Henny can can overcome because because yeah. with it with that offense Henny's going to get you twenty points. That defense is limping to the finish for sure. That's the mm-hmm. problem is the offense will get you twenty twenty three twenty four points. The defense is going to let up thirty. So, so how do you fix that? How do you alleviate that pressure? Run the football, keep the defense the, off the field, which, which the Chiefs do not do. They do not do that, and that's the problem. Exactly. So uh, yeah, so without a starting quarterback. Without the ability to drain the clock and keep my defense fresh on the sideline, I don't see any way that the Chiefs can overcome the Bills without Pat. No. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's not like the Packers. I mean, uh, if Rodgers goes out, the Packers still have a chance. That, that defense is scary. And Jones and Dylan back there are just beast. Yeah. And so, that you know, if, if something, God forbid, happens to Rodgers, the Packers have a chance. If, if Mahomes can't play – I don't see how they can score enough points to overcome the Bills. Adam, if I'm a defensive coordinator and something happened to Rodgers, I'm going to do what we talked about earlier. I'm going to stack that box and make – you're going to have to beat me, Jordan Love. Yeah. And, you're hey, going to you're gonna do something. Right. Hey, they, they got I'm love for a reason. So, Dude, Todd Bowles is going to send everyone in the kitchen sick after that young man. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> That's the way to do it. But that's also the go. Yeah, but that's also the thing. So, okay. So, uh, uh, we're in agreement that if if Mahomes plays, the Chiefs wins. If Henny starts, then the Bills win. Okay. I think think we're in agreement there. Mm -hmm. On the the NFC side, as of right now, it's Rodgers versus Brady. Okay. I don't see how Brady can have enough points to overcome Rodgers. I just, I don't see it. And, I don't see how Brady can come up with enough points to overcome love. And I say that because it's supposed to be cold. Tom Brady's got more playoff wins than all but four teams since 2000. So yeah. like he, yeah, I, I, I saw, I saw a stat the other day that they, that Brady has more wins than Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Montana put together. Yeah. So, I mean, like yeah. there's just some guys you can't count out. No, right. I, now he's dealing with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, which is by far the best duo of the year, by far. I don't know. I don't feel like they can slow them down enough to allow Brady to catch up like you're saying. If the the um, Bucks could put enough pressure on the Packers to slow Devontae Adams down, then you might be able to say they could win like a 28-point a game, 24-point game. I don't see him getting to 35 points, and the Aaron Rodgers could get to 35 points by accident. That's just – they they score points. I don't think this game is going to be a high scoring game. I think that the team that scores, I say around well, I say twenty four. The first team to get to twenty four is going to win. But I can't bet against Brady, man. Like it's I don't know what it is, but he has is something that when other quarterbacks face Brady, there's only be a, been a few that like took it like match his level. We all know that Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. However, we also see, too, in the past that Aaron Rodgers in big games, he tend to come a little bit up small. And I know they're in Green Bay, and I know the weather favors the Packers, but something is telling me that the Bucs might sneak this one. I, I just got this feeling. I don't know. I mean, two – I say two weeks ago, oh, I and even I put a post on my Facebook, like there's no team that can beat Green Bay in Green Bay. 
But then I started doing some things. I started thinking, I'm like, if there were, if there could be one quarterback, if I believe that can go in just one game, remember, just one game, if I could pick one quarterback just to win one game, it would be Tom Brady. It's magic. Oh, I agree. I'm not betting against him, and that's why I'm not putting any money on the game whatsoever. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna let my son just destroy our playroom and just watch the game and just be done with it because I'm not putting money on it at all. Um, I just I don't see how Brady can have enough points. I see him. I see it being competitive. I see it being one of the one of the games of the year. I just I don't see how he can ha- come up with enough points against that Green Bay defense. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about the Green Bay defense. If you just took them out of it. And just offense get offense. I don't think that the the Bucks don't have the scoring power, just flat out period that Aaron Rodgers does. And so, even if I feel like the Bucks are going to punt more in any situation than the Packers are, that already that presents problems in itself. If you're punting more, you're giving the ball back. You don't have as many opportunities to score. So I just don't see how it's possible. I, I don't. I don't think any of these games are going to be especially entertaining. I'm worried about Pat not playing. If he doesn't play, then I, I worried about both games not being that great. Uh, if if Pat doesn't play, then the the Chiefs bowl games will will just be boring as hell. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm worried about the the Packers possibly blowing out the Bucks. That could that could happen with but, some garbage time touchdowns to make it look respectable, like you know yeah. 28, 28, 14, 35, 17, something like that. Yeah. Do you think the Bucks may? Uh run the ball to keep Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines? I don't think they can. Not consistently. And running the football is not something you just magically do week 19. Right. That That's a mindset. That's something your offensive line's crafted and you guys have worked on all year. Like, I mean, you might be able to do it because somebody has a poor run defense, but if you have an, NF- an average NFL defense, you don't just materialize a running game at the end of the year. Right. But they were pretty successful the first time they played the Packers. Um. I think I think like uh, they had okay, I think Ronald Jones had like sixty five and um, I forgot what Fournette had, but it seems as if they want to go back to have more of a balanced attack because in order to beat a team like Green Bay, you're going to have to run the ball. You because you're not going to outsling Aaron Rodgers, especially up in Green Bay. You're going to have to run the ball. You don't think Green Bay's having the exact same conversation though? Yeah, yeah. and like they yeah. So I mean. They're going to be unready for that. So now we're looking at play action. How the Bucks been on play action this year? That's no, good. That seems like that seems like it could be the the linchpin of this game is how the Bucks do on play action. Yeah, offense and defense. Because wasn't, yeah, pro- yeah. Yeah, wasn't it Fox that had had the graphic that you know since Lafleur has been there, Aaron Rodgers has been pretty much like indestructible on play action. Man, well he's been blessed with running back since he's been there too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, just before, matter of fact, before Lafleur got there, who was the running back? Can you even call him out? Yeah, he he plays for New Orleans. It was Ty Montgomery. Yeah, Ty Montgomery. Exactly. Ty Wide Montgomery receiver. and someone else. He was a freaking wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, who just happened to be shifty and tough. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like who can take the beating? Ty, you're up. Like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Can I change my number? No, there will be no number change. You wear 88 the whole year running back. Exactly. I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's some type of new H-back design or something that they're running. Nope, he's the starting running back. No, they just like, 88. I wonder if there's some kind of bonus system for McCarthy. Like, if you don't go this close to the salary cap, I'll give you $100,000 as opposed to spending ten on the team. That's what we'll do. 
<laughs> and it also makes me wonder, like when when Troy Brown played for New England, did he get like two checks, one for receiver, one for defensive back? I would if I was him. Mm. And punt returner. Oh hell yeah, punt returner. Which is a suicide mission. That's like kamikaze stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. I never understood punt returners. Still don't. Yeah. So you want you're gonna look up. You're gonna hold your chin up in there while all these guys are gonna run at you and try to rub you into the grass. Is, is Oh, no, no, it's terrible. There was a dude in college, I forget who we played for or, or even what his name was. It was early 2000s. He said, I will never fear catch a punt. And he, he challenged the officials. He challenged the, you know, the, the defenders to tackle him. He's like, I'll never fear catch it. Dude was almost knocked the fuck out like he was on Friday. And that's why they changed the rule. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. The punt doesn't come out of a machine. No. So I, if, I'm, if I'm one of these gunners, or one of these linebackers on the punt thing. I'm gonna go to the punter. I'll be like, "Hang this one up there. Yeah. Just hang it. Just hang it up there. I'm gonna jog down here. Exactly. I'm gonna time it out." So yeah, as soon as he said that in the news, I'm gonna be like, "Bro, yeah, this is the one. Hang it up there for me." And I, mm-hmm. I, I think he did it for an ES. He said it before an ESPN game, and they were it's like, stupid. "You know," and 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 the other team and just he just got knocked out. And it was he at the time to him. it was a five or a penalty. And so the defense was like, well, fuck it. <laughs> Taking it all day. Taking five yards all day. That was the year they changed the rule. That, that was the, the, the following year they changed the rule that if you if you interfered, it was a 15-year penalty because, because of that dude. <laughs> Whoever made that tackle changed history. I love it. Exactly. He's like, I'm going to take football in a different direction, guys. Just five yards? That's it? Yeah, <laughs> five yards? I will drive my throat, shoulder right through his mouth. I'll try. <laughs> All right. hey, hey, coach. Hey, I don't mind doing grass drills on Monday. I got grass drills. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> You're gonna give him better field position. It's five yards. If we can't stop this, we don't deserve to be out here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shit, and you know your whole team's gonna be jacked up anyways. It'll be worth the five yards. Oh yeah. It'd be like it'd be like a point guard dunking on the center. You go out there and scream <laughs> that punt returner. They'll be like, oh man, it's time to do things. <laughs> Oh yeah. So yeah. So, so I, I'm going to watch the injury report. And from what I heard today, Mahomes he cleared their first step. They're going to reevaluate him tomorrow, and and they'll they'll see how he plays. And again, going back to to migraines, light bad. So just kind of just keep him. They should just kind of keep him in a dark padded room and just like bring him his food every so often. You don't need to practice. You don't need to be with the team. Just get better, because they don't. I don't. I don't think I've seen a chance with any. As much as much as I love the Michigan love. They don't see a chance with Henny. You got to watch out. You put some people in a dark padded room with somebody that brings them food. They won't come out of that son of a bitch. <laughs> Not one of them. <laughs> well, so you're telling me, do I have a TV? <laughs> no, no light. No light. Hey, hey, people like J.R. Smith need to be in a padded room. So that's beside the point. Hey, without uh, J.R. Smith... Got. Without J.R. Smith, the NBA would have been slightly less entertaining for the past <laughs> 10 years. So I have no problems with J.R. Smith. I think he's hilarious. And uh, anybody that can dunk on somebody two-handed from the free throw line is okay in my book. Hey, hey. I, I, <laughs> I, got, I got a question for you guys. So dumbest NBA story. J.R. Smith throwing hot soup at somebody or Kyrie Irving saying the earth is flat? Mm. Anytime you can throw hot soup at somebody <laughs> and get away with it, I'm, I'm cool with it. I think it was suspended. <laughs> he got away with it. He's still rich. He threw it at a coach, right? Yeah. Wow. Shit. I'd wow. be serving that some bit of cereal every time I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here's the cinnamon toast crunch. I got to tell you something. You're cut. 
Start throwing fr- uh, Fruit Loops at somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You can throw yeah. cold milk and cereal at me. I'll try to catch some. Exactly. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, we about to go talk to Jr. Can you give me that box of Cheerios right there on the side? Yeah, thank you. Almond yeah. milk. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Cra- craziest, <laughs> craziest story was. I still don't believe it happened. It's just crazy to think about it. Is Latrell Spearwell choking PJ Carlissimo? <laughs> dude, I, dude, that still that blows crazy. my mind. Like to, to put no. your put your hands on a coach. I know down south, if you put your hands on a football coach, you're gonna be fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Real you got Latrell coaching. Change your life on the field. You've got Latrell coaching, coaching, uh, choking out Carlissimo, or you've got Scott Skiles going after Shaq. I respect yeah, I Scott crazy. Skiles. Yeah. I respect Scott Skiles. Yeah, that's hard news there, man. That man's that man's one of those Dwight Freeney guys. Six one, sure. Shit, <laughs> I'm telling the Scott Skiles is now. Sure. <laughs> I uh, I tell you that video I was watching when he was talking about Michael how he scores, how um how he back you down and turn around jumpers. You know he scored sixty four points in that game with one three pointer. Oh, the game against Boston points against the Magic where Shaq oh. had 28, 24, and five blocks. It was yeah. their first. It was their first meeting and they went at it, and yeah. um. That was where Shaq taught Mike a lesson. Mike came in there to do some fancy shit, and Shaq said, and just hit him right in the head. I heard Shaq tell a story about that. It's like, that's where Mike realized he's not coming in here doing that. Yeah, yeah. But you have to. I mean, Shaq saw the uh, the highlights of Patrick Ewing getting tucked up by Jordan. Mm, mm. <laughs> Patrick, Matumbo, after Matumbo said, Mike, you didn't get me yet. You didn't <laughs> get me yet, Mike. Do I need to call Scotty? Did you see that? Have you yeah. seen that video? Of him in the all-star locker room. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that, Adam? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. one of my favorite videos. Scott's like, he never put, or uh, Patrick Ewing's like, he never put you on the poster. He never put you on the highlight. And he said, no, later that year, first round of the playoffs. Bam, got him. Yeah. yeah. And the finger. And gave him the finger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of other NBA stories, did you guys hear about the story of uh, Vince Carter slamming and choke he did a choke slam on sam mitchell before he became coach um apparently uh jalen rose told the story they were like bickering back and forth and they said like vince carter is like one of the nicest guys in the nba but they said that when he loses it his temper is like to a thousand so jalen rose is like so i guess sam mitchell said something and got and i guess vince carter felt the like his breath on his neck they said all of a sudden they said Vince Carter with two hands picked Sam Mitchell up, had him up, and his legs was dangling and just <laughs> slammed him on the medicine table. And they oh, said the sorry, whole team was like speechless. Cause they said like they they never see they they never saw Vince Carter mad or anything. You know, he could brush things off. But Sam Mitchell got under his skin and he said he slammed the shit out of Sam Mitchell. And they said from that day of they were like Vinsanity, baby. That's Vinsanity. <laughs> I'm not cool. I'm not cool with that hot breath on my neck either, though. Like, get that away. Get yeah, that man. away. That was crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, you jumped over a guy that was seven foot two. There's no telling what he can't do, like, or what he oh, can yeah. do. <laughs> Potential's yeah. unlimited. That's crazy. And you know, I was telling somebody, I showed somebody that video, and they go, "The guy ducked." Oh, I'm sorry. He was seven foot. <laughs> like, like, what are we talking about here? If like, he did, you can't. You- you could it, jump over a, a, a phone booth, and we're talking about a guy that jumps over like two midget step. Well, excuse me, two little people stacked on top of each other. Dude, like, if, holy the, crap. if the guy didn't duck, he's sucking on Carter's dick. I mean, what what was he supposed to do? Man, that picture would have been way worse if he hadn't ducked. 
Mm. That picture would look like Kobe on Dwight. Oh, that was so dirty. That was so dirty. Dwight was wearing Kobe like a a a mask. It was ugly. It was ugly. Oh man! Welcome to the NBA. (laughs) Welcome to the NBA, rookie nuts. Oh, and you know, come on, you know how it is, man. When they got in that locker room, Kobe's like, I put my nuts on him, bro. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo, Dwight, wipe your chin. Wipe your chin, Dwight. Wipe chin, bro. You got Kobe over there. You got Kobe on your chin. I think that psychologically fucked him up. So every time Dwight ran into Kobe, it was just like, like in the finals, gone. When dude. he went to the Lakers, gone. Like he, Kobe, Kobe fucked him up psychologically by putting his nuts on. Dude, D- Dwight was fucked up before when he got to the NBA to start with. Just like that, it just pushed him over the edge. I wonder if Kobe. I wonder if Kobe went to the Magic bench and said, "I'm going to put my nuts on your center." <laughs> <laughs> no one, hey, Kobe, a puppy. Hey, he probably would have predicted him, Dwight. Yeah. Maybe the last time, bro. <laughs> and that was like the weakest challenge ever, too. Like Dwight can jump, and he's strong, and he just went yeah. over there, trotted over, and put his hands up, and I was like, eh, "That's what you want to do." <laughs> well, yeah. and and as much as I hate to say it, I think Dwight kind of started the like, "Okay, we we can't have these eighteen year olds come into the league anymore. They're just not mature enough. Not that nineteen is mature either, but th- these guys are, when they were coming in the league, for every Dwight Howard, there was an Andrew Bynum." Yeah, yes, I don't. I don't know why the NBA doesn't take the position the NFL does. Oh, they they, they totally should. Maybe they can. Yeah, but the NFL takes the position like I can't throw these eighteen year olds in here with these guys. They get killed. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. get killed. And mentally, that's what's happening to some of the better talents of uh, of our generation. You're seeing yeah. some guys that can absolutely hoop, like Michael Beasley. Yeah, Be- Beasley was a one and done at Kansas State. Am I right? Oh yeah. Yeah. One or, yeah. And then he came in, he was not prepared, yeah. but the guy can hoop anything you've yeah. ever seen about Michael Beasley. He's a scorer. Absolutely. Whatever he's listed at six, eight, six, 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 four, whatever the hell he is. I, 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 mean, I remember the, um, the thing Michael with him Beasley coming out of college. Yeah. When he no, came out of college, they, they called him Michael Beasley because that that's how good yeah. he was. Yes. Oh. Yes. He was, he was supposed to be pretty damn good. Um, they listed him big at Kansas state. He's actually in like six, six. You can look really? that up. There's a story about that. Yeah. Wow. But um, I also know, too, that uh, him and Durant came from the same area, and a lot of people pegged Beasley to be better than Durant. Well, that's because Durant was 197 pounds at 6'11 when he was at Texas. You ever seen yeah. videos of him at Texas? Mm-hmm. He looks like he's wearing a bed sheet, a jersey. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. he, he was handicapped at Texas by being coached by Rick Barnes. Yeah. But in, in yeah. Durant, while great now he was not that fantastic when he when he came in late still better than than greg odom when they were drafted but he wasn't yeah. the durant that we know now i don't we don't talk bad about greg odom that makes me sad why you don't like me making fun of an 80 year old no that guy was going to be like the face of the nba had he just been um slightly better than average just because of his personality uh i like, know why ak is ready to go in on him Oh my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. I, I read it. Mm, BJ's a little slow today. It's okay. As soon as he said Greg, oh, Greg Oden, I saw him look at Adam's face like that. Mm. Give me motherfucker. <laughs> Just to go back real quick, it says it turns out Michael Beasley's not six ten. He was listed by Kansas State. He also isn't six foot seven, as some detractors have suggested. Truth is, he's six eight and a quarter. So there you go, lying bastards. 
Charles Barkley's six four two. Yeah. Charles Barkley's six by six. Like six by six or six by six, yes. <laughs> no, he's really starting to look like a block. Like before his Charles was still kind of tall, but now it's just and you don't understand. I love Charles Barkley, and I would never say this to his face because I want to be slung through a plate glass window. But um <laughs> he's starting to I worry about him. I mean, we're, if you you look at things about Charles Barkley, he's one of the most athletic people of our generation. Oh yeah, one absolutely. of the most, one of the faster people for his size, one of the higher jumpers for his size. Like, and uh, I don't think he hit a jump shot right. Now. Dude, how do you lead the league in rebounding at six four and a half at it, one point? Mm. That's crazy. Well, he he's got the white man motor, you know that we talked about last week. He just has a high motor. He just put yes. it. <laughs> max effort. It's the only way you're gonna be out here, kid. God dang it. Oh, Duh, Jesus. <laughs> the only way I'm going to stay on this court is if I run more than everybody else. Oh, I take man. it the other way. I don't run. I took it the other way. I don't, you can't You can't run in these pickup games, Dorian. They don't pass the ball. BJ, now I think about it. When we used to play back in the day, I could dude, you, would, you would milk at the three-point line. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> you would wait around the three-point line and wait to shoot three-pointers. I was like uh, 85 pounds. What do you think I was going to do under the three-point line? <laughs> like, what was I going to do? Just I just go down there to visit every once in a while. <laughs> you know what's funny? Oh, man. Even when I was playing, I, I don't know if you know this, but I used to get off work at like 3 o'clock, and we'd go out to the Y, and we'd play from 4 to 6, and then 7 to 9. Dang. Like we, Oh, man, dude, we were running. And um, even at – I was 6'1", and 170 pounds, 73 pounds, something like that. I still hang out three point line. <laughs> yeah, just, that's where I'm going to be. I'm one of. The, I'm usually one of the. I don't know. I'm above average when we're playing. Usually, there's some people taller than me, but for the most part, when you're playing pickup basketball, six foot, you're one of the taller guys in the court. Yeah. In most gyms, Absolutely. you know, maybe not in Orlando, but you know how Lake County is. You know, I mean, same same here in you know yeah. Orlando because I mean they, you and I you're not the same height. I'm six one as well. Yeah, six and one, six two. Forward. They slide you to forward. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 but, no. They do, but the thing about it is, like, the last time I played, I was at the uh, I was at LA Fitness, and I was planning to get some kids, man. And like, I'm looking, I'm like, damn, I'm the oldest bastard here, Dude, to the point where like I asked this kid, I'm like, I'm like, yo, how old are you? He's like, I'm thirteen. I'm like. How tall are you? Oh, I'm 6'4". I'm like, what are they feeding you? No, nah, man, I'm just tall. Come on, mom was tall. I'm like, okay. And I'm just looking around. I'm like, dude, like, do I even belong here? No. So I started playing with them. Two runs up and down the court, I'm already done. I'm like, yeah, dude, this is probably going to be pretty for they, me. They're, these kids are so stupid. They'll see me sitting on the side of the court. You remember CJ, Snoop? Mm-hmm. Or CJ, Clarence? Still see CJ in the court, and they're like, hey, let's go. Let's go. Y'all want to play? We need players. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll play. We go out there. And then all of a sudden, they start running, like, uh, mid-2000s Phoenix Sun shit. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck do you want me to do? You want me to sit here and run up and down this court? Like, and then and then you're going to bitch me when I don't play defense because I can't breathe. You know what I mean? So, like, shut up. Like, come out here in 17-year-old lungs and Steve Nash me to death. Up and up, yo, 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 Seven seconds or less. And you know who the seven seconds or less is? It's always the guy with the ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I, the last time I went down there, um, mm, oh, Wayne, Wayne's Wayne's brother. Uh, Dominic. Yeah. 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 
That's old James Harden. <laughs> That's old James Harden. So you want me to run down the floor, and then you want me to run the baseline, and then back down the floor, so I can watch you dribble from all angles. <laughs> Man, I, I stopped. Saying... Go- I stopped going to the Salvation Army after that. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I don't need to play here anymore. Um, I can run outside. <laughs> Man, I've been playing with the. Uh... Taylor family forever, man. All of them can shoot, bro. Their dad Wayne, is a pain Dominic, in the ass. Wayne, their dad is a senior. their dad is a pain in the ass on the basketball court. Dude, he can senior. Yeah, that that release is ridiculous. Dude, he can like make your life a living hell on the court, man. Yeah, Crazy. the the dad the dad's bad. Um, I remember Wayne played a bit, but I don't know. Yeah, if if he got into it as much as Dominique did. Yeah, he yeah he was um, Wayne. Um, I've I mean, well, I knew Wayne ever since we were like what maybe eight, seven, eight. We play AAU together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Wayne always been the guy who can hit three pointers, yeah. like and and he was consistent with his three point shooting as well. Are um, they related to Bubba at all? Yeah, I yeah. thought so because Bubba was a crazy case. Yeah, Bubba was just a heavy guy in middle school, and then I yeah. don't know what happened. He turned fourteen or fifteen. And he was six five, <laughs> real yep. quick. Boom. Yep. And then he leaned out. And then when uh, when we played uh, JV, he was our enforcer. Like he really became Anthony Mason for us. <laughs> like anyone came to the hole, he's knocking them down, and you're not going to move them. Like you, you're not going to do anything. Like he really became our enforcer. He uh, could talk uh, too. Bub yeah. can talk. Yeah. Bub can talk. So, yeah, man. He, Honestly, man, we've been. Leesburg, we've been blessed with a lot of like good ballers, man. I don't like that because they they don't get pushed out like they should. You're telling yeah. me a lot of these guys should have been at Division three schools at least, maybe working on Division two schools. Like You're right. it's very frustrating to see the the loss of talent in Leesburg. Adam saw it growing up. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Andre Mackey in middle school. Adam, do you remember him? Yeah. He was he was six foot one in eighth grade or under six foot in eighth grade dunking the basketball at Oak Park. Yeah, yeah, and it, it amazes me, and you know, I'm wondering, is it the fault of the coach, or is it the fault of recruiter? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know the football program was led by racists <clears throat> up until O'Hara got there, and I can't speak for O'Hara because I didn't spend that much time with him. Oh, yeah. But um, I know Hoffman wasn't trying to help out any of these kids from Carver Heights. To tell you that for sure. Oh God, no. Yeah, um, yeah. I heard a lot of things about Hoffman. That, um, that's all I heard coming up is is how he treated people and talked to people, and I don't know how. Yeah. If I'm playing football, I have to feel some positive feelings towards you to slam my head into a human when you tell me to you know what i mean basketball you can hate me and as long as i'm playing basketball i don't give a flying shit what you say because it doesn't hurt i mean you can get hurt playing but you know what i'm saying though like with football you're basically going out there to get hurt so if you're a flaming piece of shit i'm not going to sacrifice myself for you and i think that's why guys like george davis didn't really stick around to be honest with you George needed to be inspired. George has been that big since he was sixth grade. And he was, he was 200 plus pounds in seventh grade, dunking the basketball at six foot tall, six foot two. As strong as the ox too. (laughs) As strong as a damn ox. And I don't even know if he was weightlifting strong as much as he was just country strong. Like he was just go out and pick up cows strong. Like, absolutely. um, Absolutely. There's so much talent that was wasted. The Callahan boys, Wayne, Ryan, Robin, like. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my cousins. Yeah. Golly. They were amazing. Now, Dude, this is what I was told. Ryan Callahan's not a Division One guy. Of course, he was the Division One guy. Everyone knows he was Division One guy. He, Wayne was Wayne was better than Ryan. 
Of they course. Say Wayne, they say Wayne was Wayne to kill Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I witnessed it with my own eyes. They yes. play one-on-one. And like like Dwayne will Dwayne would spot people points. He'll be like, I'm gonna give you 15 points, I'm gonna whoop your ass. And then he would like beat that person 21 to 15. I saw it happen with my own eyes. I've, so every time I've seen Wayne play basketball, it doesn't look like he gives a shit. It just doesn't. Like he just he doesn't look concerned. He's just effortless, just making moves and balls go in. And then like Ryan had skills. Yeah. Ryan had real skills, like ball handling skills, scoring skills. And then um, yeah. um, Adam, we were in school with Robin at Oak Park. Mm-hmm. Robin Jones, Robin Jones could get off the ground when you, you'd blink your eyes and he's three and a half feet in the fucking air. So yeah. Dorian, I've never seen anybody off the ground that fast. Dorian, you were saying that, you know, why, why is it? Why do we have a surplus of talent, but no, nothing to show for it? This is what I was told. Um, um, I was told by uh, one of the coaches. I can't think. Uh, I can't think of what the coach's name. But he said that the coaches there at Leesburg, they were using the players to get good records so they can leave Leesburg and go yes, get better yes. college jobs. Exactly. Pretty- like um, Rob Gordon. I know he's dear near to your heart, but he just he kind of blew through Leesburg and moved on and did his own thing. And who's the guy with the darker hair? Uh, Chad. Younger uh, Chad. Chad Keller. Chad Keller, that's what he yeah, kind of did. He kind of he Coach Keller got his rep up, and I can't blame him. I, you know, yeah. that's your job is to get better and move on in your profession. Absolutely, they wanted the thing. The thing that I can honestly say about Coach Rob and Coach Keller is that they they were genuine in the development of the players, and they would have. And I know I had personal conversations with with uh, with the Coach Keller and Coach Rob, and they would pretty much give me the game like, "Hey, Dorian, I'm gonna be honest with you." Due to your height, you go on Division One. Mm, that's a far stretch, but you but you do have the skills to be Division Three. You feel you have the skills to be able to develop. And w- once my senior year, I didn't want to do uh, I didn't want to play basketball anymore. I just wanted to do music and get chicks, but that's a whole other story. But the thing is, it's like, did you say they, after your senior year? He said during. <laughs> wait, wait a second, because you forget that I'm older than you, and that I was I was in band with you. So I mean, so like, I know you can, I put my foot in my mouth. I you you can lie when I'm not here. <laughs> no, B- but I don't, reckon, he I, don't said, reckon, I don't reckon you lie when I'm here. He said his focus was didn't say he accomplished it. Right. No, but he he's leading you to believe that his focus was that after his senior year. <laughs> That's what he said. That's absolute horseshit. His focus was that the day he turned thirteen. I believe Look, he man. just. I believe he told an awkward sports story last about uh, two weeks ago about backing into somebody backing into him catching. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll just say this, man. My senior year, I realized, hey, you know what? My aspiration is going to the NBA, slim to none. So I can just do what I know what I'm good at, and that's picking up chicks. So that's what I focus on. But um, <laughs> and that's it, BJ. They'll say anything else. <laughs> So that's just limitations, but um, <laughs> what I would say was, so so in late, but this is not just Leesburg, but this is all of Lake County. It's like okay, small county, small schools. That like you had the Eustis, the Mondoras, the Tavares, the Wildwoods. They were all good, and those coaches knew. Okay, that my best player on this team won't won't even be able to walk on at a Division One school. No, but the point is to get the kids out of Leesburg. 
if absolutely. that means sending him to Division II school, fucking send him there. Yeah, and, send him wherever they can go to develop his people and basketball players. There and are that's, programs that's the that, trick. Yeah, yeah, that's I the agree. trick. I'm not. I'm not. You keep saying Division One. Everybody wants to go to Division One. That's not the dream, though. That's right. the that's the pie in the sky dream. The dream right. is to get the fuck out of Leesburg and make something out of yourself. And that's absolutely. what these coaches should be doing: is getting these kids out of here. They choose to come back and make the city better. Cool. If they don't, cool. Get yeah, them cool. out of here because the ones that stay here, I watch it and I see what happens, and it's not good. Like they just turn into these like little, you know, they're either selling drugs, working at jobs that are underpaying them. They're um, <clears throat> just—it's a struggle. It's a well, struggle, right. and, and, I, and they I, they work hard in the streets to pick up these talents, and nobody really. I, I tell people all them. the time that when growing up in Leesburg, when you graduated, you basically had two two choices: you either left and you got it and went to college, or you just got the hell out of town, right. or you started a family like that day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, it, pretty much. The the goal of any kid in Leesburg and God we, we we love you guys back home don't don't get us wrong but the goal is to I get love the hell Leesburg out. yeah right. I love Leesburg and most of the people that we went to school with would say that even the ones that are still here when right. they were in school they had aspirations at least getting to Orlando right at least getting to Gainesville you know what right. I mean so I don't want people to think we're talking shit about Leesburg but until the last ten years everything everything that was built was either a bank a church or a dollar store. You know what I well, mean? Well, hell, the, the they, mall is out. The mall's done. That is a Dude, flea market. That's a flea market. That hurt my feelings, bro. When I Why? took a walk there last year, and I'm looking, I'm like, this is this is the same mall that I used to come to all the time. Like, it seems he, like everything there is gone. There yeah. were rats crawling across people's feet while they were watching movies, bro. Whoa. Yeah, they had to they had to tear both theaters out, or at least they had to at least do the deal with the rats. But pe- there were rats crawling across people's feet. There were people coming online saying, "Do y'all have problems?" with People, things touching your feet in the movies they're like yes yeah, the rats coming out of the walls that's crazy dude that mall that mall's a flea market with like a, an arcade in the middle of it it's is, bad isn't there some type of like um it's what, an entertainment center now entertainment yeah. Center? yeah yeah they made it yeah. like a family entertainment center but yeah i mean they, they had to completely gut it you know it's 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 leesburg is the town that time forgot and realistically the lake county is the county that time forgot it's that willis mccall curse that's what you get for supporting a loser. You may have a point there. Oh man, there's so many stories about that guy I used to hear. How many dead bodies in the groves out here? Dude. It's they I had a your cousin, I believe, was telling me the other day he moved when he moved to Sunnyside. Um his grandmother said, I can't believe I'd ever see the day in a black man lived in Sunnyside. And he wow. said, Why, Grandma? He goes, Why, Grandma? He goes, Because that's where everybody went that they didn't make it to the jail. I heard about that in those fields. Yep. The, the the orange groves that were out there. Yeah, those orange groves. They would, um, I, I was told that they would dig a pit, they'll shoot the person, put them in, and burn their bodies, and then bury them. Well, I was told. And I also was told, too, the real reason why they called the Dead River the Dead River is because of Willis McCall. Some of his uh, deputies would shoot some unarmed African Americans and pretty much get them all bloodied up throw them in the dead river and, and the gators will come and eat them. I've heard it several times. None of this surprises people. me. No. You know, it, None of this surprises me. There is a reason you why tell I tell... Just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, there is a reason why I tell the story, true story. When I left Leesburg, I literally drove across the city limits, walked back, so I could literally run out of town. <laughs> wow. I'll blame you. You know that um, just recently, within the last 10 years, they just... 
renamed Willis McCall Road in Umatilla just recently. Are you serious? Like, they, like the verdict just came out or something. Like, oh, he's bad. Now we'll do it. Yeah. Wow. I'll see you and look it up. So it I guess just... the Groveland four four story. Oh my gosh! But all in all, that's where we came from. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I wish everyone the best there. I mean, I, I speak to a lot of people there. Um, it's just that you know, even even when we were in school, there were a lot of things that I saw. Ooh, yeah. That I'm like, this is questionable. Like questionable. Like you should be doing this. I think this is unethical. But if I say something, then okay. I, I... I tell people all the time, it's like, you can't change the past. You have to acknowledge the no. past. It is what it is. But doesn't mean you can't learn from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, um, it's 2007 they did that, just to let you know. So 2007, they just figured out that Willis McCullough shouldn't have anything named after him. Wow. You know how this place is, man. These families are still here. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and a lot of them are probably still in some sort of power, whether it be in the business community or through the uh, government itself. But like, man. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with a town like Leesburg or Umatilla or Groveland or wherever. And you've got one or two families that pretty much control the entire city. If you piss them off, yeah. they pull up stakes and leave and the town just dies. Yeah. yeah. That's why that's why Romac gets run of the shop in, uh, or in Leesburg. If Romac leaves Leesburg, they'll be sucking on the village's teeth harder than they ever would have before yeah. wow. i mean romax got a trust shop uh windows doors garage doors they got a whole line of buildings down main street now so yeah oh, wow. it hurt the city for sure well you did i don't know if you know all this but i'm pretty sure the connection goes um somebody connected to dan roebuck is married to wendy breeden who is on the lake county commissioners so like, um, what is it, Adam? Impact fees, stuff like that. Oh you yeah. Know, lowering of all that is awesome for Romec because that means more doors, more garage doors, more trusses, yada yada yada. And there's another breeding, I think, in the city council somewhere. Mm -hmm. So Romac through the back door has got his fingers into Lake County government. Yeah, and it, we we all one of joke. the reasons. One of the reasons the village is almost to Claremont now. Yeah, we we, we joked that you know that you know go, you know federal politics and federal government is all corrupt. It is, mm -hmm. but a local government is so much it's worse. So corrupt. And so I think, much I, worse. I think people scream about Washington being corrupt, so nobody looks at their city. I, you yeah. know I, that's you know what I mean yeah yeah. I mean because if you point the figure somewhere else, no one's pointing. No one's looking at you. And just no. uh, yeah, I mean the the politics that go on behind the scenes as, at these in these small towns is disgusting. And and BJ, yeah. I know you joked the other day, you know about you know the villages tunneling to Disney, and it's a joke. It, it will never happen just because Disney is what it is. I've seen the tunnels, but but I've been. <laughs> <laughs> they can go under roads, Adam. There's no telling what else they can go under. Yeah, well, there, there's a whole different scenario with that, but. The, the villages themselves, I mean, the, they're not entirely ethical. I mean, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <What>? ethical? So, <laughs> or clean or anything with, else. So. The guy I'm with in the truck every day, we drive by this place that is now uh, villas, which are tiny two bedroom houses with a garage. Like they're just, it's a big apartment, basically, but it's a house. 
Um, and he goes, man, I used to pick up arrowheads all, all out there. My dad and I'd go out there and we'd go scoop up arrowheads every couple weekends. So if he could do that every couple weekends for most of his childhood, you don't think there's some history there? You don't? Oh, yeah. And they just, and they just throw clay on top of it and plop houses down in two weeks. Well, well first of um, all, we as a society don't particularly care about the Native American history in, in this country, which is sad and disgusting. And it's why we have a football team that doesn't have a nickname. But yeah. You know, we we don't care what happens to the Native Americans because, well, you know, hey, they're Americans. We, you know, whatever. You know, it's 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 racist, but it's not really racist, is what people yeah. say. But it, it's 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 terrible. And like, yeah, I just the neglect of the history. Um, they they could go through there and find something that hasn't been found anywhere else in Central Florida that could oh, lead. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? That's the stuff that bugs me. And then I don't. I don't know if you can legally move gopher tortoises. And I don't know if you've ever been in the woods in Lake County, but it's not too far before you come across a damn gopher tortoise hole. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, anywhere, fields, right. forest, doesn't matter. If there's not a whole lot of roots around, they're going to dig a hole in it and live in it. Right. You don't, you're not telling me they get relocated or killed or thrown on the burn pile or something. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I've seen it, but I mean, what happens? They're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the way if you if you paid attention to any any idea how fast the land is zoned and permitted and stuff like that it would blow your mind i don't think you can get one for your i don't think you can get permitted for your house that fast no and no they get it, permit they get they get permitted for 12,000 acres and it goes through unanimously or challenged by one person through the city or county commission you know whoever's mm-hmm. dealing with it and then next thing you know there's just houses on it cuz now what are you going to do what are you going to do have remove the houses no you're not going to yeah and, and here's his you know with all the corruption and all the crap that goes on with it what civilage is known for the damn movie that just came out and bj if i see you in that movie i'm kicking you off the podcast you should you should you should see me in that movie they say if you go to martyr republic and you go to margarita public and you pull your shirt tag out come tuck your shirt tag in and you can talk to her and something might happen yeah Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I say that's one of the signs to let them know that you're available to talk to them. Well, I don't have a shirt there. Well, you got to be in the bar, Dorian. <laughs> Dorian's like, oh shit, maybe this chick will hit me up on, on Tinder or something. No, um, Dorian, no, she's literally one, three times your age. So One of the guys told me that. I said, go to the bar by yourself, sit at the bar, buy a drink, play, go in there with the shirt tag out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. because well, as as People who work in that area have told me a lot of times it's not just, hey, you know, everyone needs love. It's everyone needs money to pay for their house or to pay to live there. And so they do things to get money to live there because their uh, husbands or significant others have passed away. They will shack up with people you would not think they would shack up with. I've, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen people together and then seen them apart within weeks. And then it's back crazy. together and then back apart. I mean, there's one couple that's constantly in the news for literally beating the shit out of each other, and he steals her wig and shit. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and so you know me, I get on the internet instantly. I'm like, man, y'all are classy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love tearing them up. I love you're gonna go around and call people entitled and snowflakes, and then me be around you all the time and see that you're entitled snowflakes and think I'm not gonna say something. Fuck you. <laughs> um, hey. I'm curious. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, whatever they do, as 
at least they don't send 60 something text messages to random women don't get a response and then send a picture of their dick to them. I mean, there, there is that. <laughs> that, that seems like logical progression to me. Maybe she doesn't like words. Maybe she likes dicks. <laughs> I mean, that I, I haven't had much success in my life with women. Clearly. I mean, my wife is fantastic, but before then it, it was slim pickings. Um, oh, if I texted player, a girl player. a couple, <laughs> if I texted a girl a couple of times and she didn't respond, and be like, "Okay, I'm deleting the number out of my phone." There yeah, was no sixty-something yeah. no. text messages. No. She didn't respond. Okay, no. well, let me, yeah, <laughs> no. That's the level, <laughs> level of embarrassment and self-loathing I have. Is I got a couple text messages in me for me to feel like shit. Then I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to go down this road anymore. I already feel like shit. I don't want to be desperate too. I don't. <laughs> No, I don't know why you don't just lead with the dick pic. If that's where you're going anyway, it's just fucking send the dick pic. Everything else, everything else is just like fluff. Cause you're you're headed, you're headed there anyways. You're gonna go down mm-hmm. that road. So just fucking quit wasting everybody's time. And, and you, you could you could be in out of the course already. I, I guess my question is, has it ever worked in the history of ever? Oh yeah, it's worked before. Yes, it worked. Dorian? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh hey i didn't mean for me i didn't mean for me i'm just talking about i understand how humans work and that has worked before there's been some girl sitting at home drinking her wine on the couch and was like yeah come on over look i say you know you'll be amazed on how many would ask for it like uh, i like i I remember that's different though that's different that's that's cool that's cool that's cool that's understandable i mean because I want to see some tits, so that's fine. We can just exchange pictures. But like the the unsolicited, the oh no, nah, I never. Yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah, no, I've never done that. I've never done that. They do it. Plus, it's a lot of pressure too because you got to make sure you have to have the right picture because if not, yeah, like, what the fuck is this? Why is Your it shaped pictures. like that? <laughs> Like, oh, I thought you were circumcised. Never mind. We've we've crossed an hour and forty five minutes. This shit's going off the rails. We just close the doors and call it. We didn't off the rails the first twenty minutes. So yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you only give us four football games to talk about. <laughs> Not one of us gives a flying shit about baseball, so we're in trouble. <laughs> well, see, okay, well, he was, what's really sad about that oh. is that the story I was just quoting was a baseball story. <laughs> yeah, that's as much as we care about baseball <laughs> when GM sent dick pics to foreign reporters. That's it. That's, that's our limit. That's our limit. And when the steroid guy blasts it, I don't care about you spitting and grabbing your nuts and standing in a pile of dirt for three hours. Don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to try. I really am going to try. I'm going to try to put effort in. Oh, I understand man. the concepts of baseball. Oh. But I'm only going to follow the Dodgers. That's it. You guys have to get the other 20-something teams. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Hilarious. So I, I, I think on oh. that, I think we should probably cut it. Um, you're right. It's it's an hour and 40. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point to cut it before we completely go off the rails and <laughs> fuck probably Kyrie and go off the off the planet. 
Fuck baseball. Good night. The earth is flat. <laughs> uh, I really do appreciate baseball. I just wish they put some time constraints on it. Let's uh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. We need to get yeah, this big fucked is what we need to do. We need to get this down to like two hours. <laughs> Serious. I, What's wrong with that? Yeah. If you told them not to touch their nuts and quit spitting, it'd be two hours and fifteen minutes. No, it, it you know, I, I I know we joke about it, but it's coming. I mean they're they're losing yeah. audiences. To. They they yeah. they are not gaining new. It, it, they're not gaining the younger demographic at all. Our our attention span is not improving as the humans go along. So no, like um, so I just hmm. don't think if they want to if they want it to be viable, they got to do something. Well, and and somebody Definitely. had a good point. So I mean, soccer is the cure for insomnia. But if you sit down for a soccer match, you know what's going to be a two hour thing. <clears throat> that, and it's that, going to be active. Yeah, people will be moving the whole. They'll be doing soccer the whole time. Yeah, and, and the whole time they'll be doing soccer. And a and a football game, yes, it can be longer, especially with college. But you know, it's going to be three and a half hours or so, and and, and you're good. Basketball is we, we kind swap of the, out. We we accept the punishment. We understand these guys need to yeah. stand around for a second, so that's that's justified. Football yeah. was justified. Ba- Basketball, ba- th- they hustle through it. Yeah. Yeah. Except the last two minutes of a last two minutes of a college basketball game, where both teams have six timeouts, make you want to kill yourself. Oh yeah, well that's that, that's a different <laughs> conversation. Um, but even hockey, even hockey, there's always something going on, you know. And yeah. hockey, I respect them because hell, they can they can lose swap out the entire roster on the fly, which is amazing. To always watch. something happening. Always something happening. Baseball, baseball. They they said that if you just took the time of action and just did pitch, ball and play, pitch, catch. It would be maybe 30, 45 minutes. Top. Yeah. So so I think we're cool two hours. We'll let you stand around a bit, everybody breathe. Because mm-hmm. we know you did a whole lot of running or something about 20 minutes ago. I so mean, like <laughs> any sport where there's built in time to get up and stretch your legs. They, that's yeah. what the seventh inning stretches for. It's to yeah. get up and stretch your legs and walk around. If that's built into the sport, you need to do something. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We can leave on that. That made common sense. That's common sense right there. <laughs> That's Let's what leave we leave on common sense. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Drop the mic. Boom. That's it. End of this week right there. That's how okay. you do it. Good oh, job, so, guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's what we do. It, it, it's long-winded, but you know what? That's Sandlot Sports. It is it is who we are. Sandlot Sports, baby. It is. All right. You brothers take care, man. All right. You do. Have take a good easy. week. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace.